All right, everybody, welcome in. It is Yards Per Attempt, a new episode of Yards Per Attempt. What do you guys think of the name, by the way? Uh, obviously, a little play on words for what gets Twitter the most mad about uh, quarterbacks, especially our quarterback, for now, and his yards per attempt on passes. But let me know what you think of the name. Let me know what you think of the open. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. I think it gives the show a little flavor. We'll try to uh, incorporate some more things going forward, some more guests, some more sound bites, some more things like that to spruce it up a little bit, make it a little more fancy for everybody. Um, so January 7th, Happy New Year, everybody. 2020, as I said the last time, can't believe it's already here. And uh, we are on to Divisional Weekend. Amazing games on Wild Card Weekend, to be honest. All four games were tremendous. Uh, looking forward to Divisional Weekend. If the Ravens win, I'm most likely going to Baltimore for the championship game. If the Ravens lose and the Chiefs win, I might have to go to Kansas City, but we won't think about that for the time being. Um, so we'll see. Awesome games on Wildcard Weekend, like I said. The NFL playoffs, the best weekend of games for divisional round is coming up this weekend, in my opinion. The best teams in the NFL still left, so I think it's going to be pretty good. I think all the games will be pretty close, but... As we sit and you have the playoffs still going on, it's, you know, draft season for everybody else and off season for everybody else. So I wanted to start off this episode, and we did this a couple weeks ago with the defense. I wanted to start off this episode with a little in or out, but this time for the offense. So let's do it. Let's start off with the guys that I really think are locks to make this roster in 2020. And there's quite a bunch. We did this on a defense, like I said before. There's some guys that are locks heading into 2020, so let's do it on the offense. Let's start off with Trent Brown, the big money free agent last year from the New England Patriots. Everybody scoffed and said, I, you can't pay. You're paying him too much money. And then when they found out he was playing right tackle, everybody's head almost popped off their shoulders. But Trent Brown, Pro Bowl player, Really solid force in the offensive line. He missed some games due to injury. That that concerns me a little bit moving forward because he's such a big dude. But you can't knock the signing by Mayock and Gruden there. Really short up the offensive line. This guy's a, a stud and only going to get better, so he's back. Rodney Hudson, best center in pro football. I don't care what people say about Jason Kelsey. You can give me Mitch Morse. You can give me a million different guys. Rodney Hudson, when it's all said and done, is the best center in pro football. He doesn't. He never gets penalties. He barely misses games, even though he missed a couple this 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 year. The guy is there each and every week. He doesn't give up any sacks. I mean, if you look at his, it's something stupid. Like he he's given up, I don't know, six sacks in five years or something crazy like that. So to me, he is the best center in pro football, and obviously coming back in 2020. Two guys that they re-signed, you know. In the middle of the year, <clears throat> and the Raiders haven't really done that in years past with their own. Darren Waller, what could you say? I mean, the guy in training camp, Gruden really talked about him as being an X factor. And did he live up to to the billing or what? This guy was incredible all season long. Difference maker, playmaker, signed a contract extension, well-deserved. I mean, his story is incredible. What, could you, what more could you say about Darren Waller? So obviously part of the long-term plans for this football team. And back in 2020. Another guy, Richie Incognito, back in 2020. Another scrap heap guy, typical Raider signee, if you will, back in the day. 
renegade type guy. He's obviously had his issues and his problems in the NFL with the Dolphins and the Bills being arrested. He's obviously got a couple screws loose, but he's a good dude, and he's a hell of a guard, and the Raiders are lucky to have him. So they did the smart move and extended him when they could. They, they had to wait till after the season. They probably would have done it sooner, but they waited till after the season because they couldn't do it the way the contract was structured. So Richie Incognito, Darren Waller, back in 2020. Colton Miller, another guy that has been the you know ire of Raider fans for a long time because he wasn't Derwin James, and he's still not Derwin James when you look at him on the field. I understand that Derwin's a great player, and if we had to do it over again, maybe we still pick Derwin James. But Colton's is turned into a pretty, pretty solid left tackle for the blind side of Derek Carr. And you can't really argue otherwise. I mean, he hasn't given up sacks. He hasn't done a ton of things. He's only getting better. He's only getting stronger. You could tell in the offseason. I could tell anyway in training camp that he put on some weight and he put on some muscle. My dog is crying in the background. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. She's trying to get up the stairs and having a little bit of a problem. But Colton really took the next step and um, became a really solid left tackle in this league. He's a young player. He's a raw player. So I think he's only going to get better. <clears throat> so Colton, a uh, big part of the Raiders' future, left tackle, young player. Like I said, only going to get better, protecting the quarterback's blind side. He's back for 2020. Josh Jacobs. What I, I mean... I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because he's the immortal lock of the century to be back. Everybody knock on wood if you're with me and knock on wood that the guy stays healthy. Jacobs is, in my opinion, the rookie of the year this year. He might not win it, to be honest. I know a couple of people that voted for him, a couple of people that didn't vote for him. He did miss some time due to injury. So <clears throat> Kyler Murray, A.J. Brown really came on. But Josh Jacobs, stud player, X-factor on the offense, hell of a draft pick back in 2020. And we continue with the rookie class. Foster Moreau, Hunter Renfro, Alec Engold. Key pieces to this team moving forward. You know, it's not just the draft class and the high draft picks. And yes, you do need those guys to be stabilizing forces, to guys to be impact players. But you also need the glue guys. You need the Hunter Renfro that makes catches on third downs and does things to get open and make plays. I mean, Foster Moreau had five touchdowns this season. I mean, people forget that. The guy's a good blocker, glue guy. Another guy that could turn into a really good weapon for this offense. And Alec Ingold, Pro Bowl alternate play. I mean, what could you say about Ingold? You know, we were at the Senior Bowl last year when the Raiders were coaching it, and Gruden was giving out stickers left and right to players that he loved. I couldn't see an inch of Alec Ingold's helmet because of Gruden sticking the stickers all over it. So you knew right away that that was a guy that the Raiders were really going to target <clears throat> in the draft because the guy, it just screamed Raider for Alec Ingold. So those are the guys that I, I think are, are basic locks to make this team. Um, you know, anything can happen. I understand what could happen in the offseason, but those guys to me are locks for 2020. Now let's get to the guys that are on the borderline a little bit. First one to me is Tyra Williams. And if gun to my head right now, I had to pick something, I think Tyrell Williams is back in 2020. The guy showed you early in the season that he could be a playmaker. You know, is he Antonio Brown? No. Is he Michael Thomas? No. Is he a really, really good number two receiver? Yes. And I've talked about it on this podcast before. The guy's a player. And I understand the cap. I mean, if they cut the guy... There's no dead money. They save $11 million, 
And Big Vic of the San Francisco Chronicle, oops, the Athletic now, apologies, had an article today that they might move on from Tyrell if there's another free agent out there they want to spend the money on. I can't say it. I think Gruden and Mayock and the staff really like Tyrell, and I just think the injuries really, really hampered his play down the stretch. And, you know, to me, I think he's a guy that for this thing, for this segment on the pod, is in. So Tyrell Williams in for 2020. Here's another guy that I've kind of pondered, and people might think I'm crazy, and you guys might argue with me or go back and forth, and I welcome it. And it's Gabe Jackson. Gabe Jackson has been a terrific draft pick, part of that class with Carr. He's been another stabilizing force for this team and for the line. He's been a Pro Bowl-type player. He's been awesome. He battled injuries this year, obviously, coming back. You know, training camp, he started the season late, and maybe that had to do with a little bit of his play. But, you know, to me, he just didn't look like the same player at times this year. And and if it's the injury stuff and he comes back and plays at a Pro Bowl level last year, fine. But they could save almost $10 million by cutting Gabe Jackson. And I say that not because I don't like Gabe as the player. I say that because John Gruden went out and found a Richie Incognito for half the price. You know, you have a Denzel Good or Jordan Devy, and maybe Gruden thinks that he could plug in a guard and have the same success rather than pay a guard, Ali, you know, like like Kalechi's Osemele, who they parted ways with last year, and save that money and use that money elsewhere. So uh, to me, and I'm going to say for this segment, just like Tyrell, Gabe Jackson for 2020 in on the Raiders roster, but... There's a big butt when it comes to him. I think he's his roster spot is a little more warm than people think. So Gabe Jackson, Tyrell Williams, in for 2020. They're a carrier. I say in for 2020. Another versatile uh, player. Contract is team-friendly, $1.7 million. He's a good third tight end. He's got good hands. He fits what Gruden wants to do. They're a carrier, back. For 2020. Zay Jones out in 2020. And we'll get to the big picture wide receiver thing. You know, it, it's just going to come down to the receiver room. I just don't think a lot of these guys are going to be back. I think the locks, as I sit here right now for the receiver room, Tyrell Williams, Hunter Renfro, Keelan Doss, you know, we could talk about guys getting sent to training camp, but there's going to be a lot of upheaval. On the, in the wide receiver room. So Zay Jones, out for 2020. Deshaun Kaiser, another interesting guy. You had the nut jobs saying that Kaiser should play down the stretch because you want to see what he has to do. I don't want to hear it. If Gruden wants to keep him on the on the roster as the, a developmental guy, fine. So I'll say Deshaun Kaiser in for 2020, another million and a half guy. Doesn't do much for the um, salary cap, so it doesn't really matter. Brandon Parker, the guy really struggled when he played this year. You know, they put him in when Trent got hurt. He's probably better suited as a swing tackle, a sixth or seventh guy. But I'll say Brandon Parker out for 2020 unless Tom Cable saves his job. But as we sit here right now, Brandon Parker out for 2020. Let's get to the running backs. To me, this is fascinating. We talked about Jacobs. Obviously, Jacobs is the bell cow. Jacobs is the guy, the future back, whatever you want to call him. 
But the Raiders have two players in Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington that you could say they're very similar in their styles. You could say that they both are used in a similar instance. Both are free agents. So the Raiders have a decision to make. I don't think, you know, if I had to sit here right now, my thinking is Jalen Richard is more likely to come back, maybe get him on a three-year deal or something like that, an undrafted guy, happy to be where he is, knows his role, could return kicks, could return punts, good third down back is what you want in a third down back. DeAndre Washington really played, he played well when Jacobs went out. You could see that DeAndre... You know, I was kind of high on him when he when he came out in the draft. I thought there was bigger things for DeAndre. So I think he might be lured elsewhere in 2020. I think a team might give him, he's still a young player, I think a team might give him a more lucrative contract to, to go on. But to me, these guys can kind of flip-flop. So for me, I will say Jalen Richard in for the Raiders for 2020. I think they lock him up, like I said, two-year, three-year deal. DeAndre Washington out, and not because, you know, of bad play, not because of anything like that. I just think another team might swoop in and steal this guy because they see more in him than the Raiders could offer with Jacobs and Richard. So the running backs, keep an eye on it. That's an intriguing spot for the Raiders. They do have depth in that position. They signed Rod Smith late. There's some other guys that can compete. You know, you could always sign a running back a veteran guy to come in and take some carries late in the year. So that's one to see. Let's get to the free agents. Mike Glennon, see you later. I mean, another guy that in training camp looks good. He had a couple good preseason games. It is what it is. Glennon's a borderline backup quarterback in the NFL. Mike Glennon out for 2020. Dwayne Harris. To me, this is another guy that the Raiders should bring back in 2020. He's a difference maker. Now, I, I don't want to see him on the field as a wide receiver because I just don't th- I, I think he's limited in his route running. I think he is what he is. But he's so electric in the return game and in punts and kicks. And again, he was banged up this year, so you know it is what it is. But he's a guy that Richie Bisaccia, the, the special teams coordinator, loves. So I think Dwayne Harris has a role in this team. I think you need a guy like Dwayne Harris on your football team when it comes to special teams. So Dwayne Harris in for 2020. Keelan Das, he's an exclusive uh, free agent, restricted free agent, which means he can only negotiate with the Raiders. So Keelan Das will be back. Again, it was more of a hard knock story. It was a feel good story for the Oakland kid. He's got some talent. They got him back from Jacksonville after the Antonio Brown disaster. I think he has some type of role on this team. I think he'll be in the conversation in training camp. So I think Keelan Das back in 2020. Denzel Good. Another guy that is a versatile player, and I mentioned it in the Gabe Jackson piece, that when he stepped in there early on for Gabe, he played pretty well, but he kind of gets the injury bug. Um, So I'll say Denzel Good out for 2020. Same goes for David Sharp. Now, it really probably depends on Brandon Parker. If Brandon Parker is not part of this team's plans in 2020, then maybe David Sharp takes that swing tackle role, that's that that you know heavy set kind of guy to come in. So since I said Brandon Parker is out in 2020, David Sharp is in for 2020. Nate Peterman, that name sends shockwaves through the NFL every time someone says it. 
you know, everyone said that's Gruden's, you know, pet project, but everybody says every quarterback is Gruden's pet project. Easy for me to say. Pet project. So Peterman may come back. They probably stashed him on the injury report, uh, on the injury list this year. So Peterman, I could see making his way back to the practice squad, whatever it is, for the Raiders in 2020. All right, so that's basically the core guys who I think are going to be back. Obviously, all the rookies are going to be back. I think the wide receiver room is going to get completely turned over, besides for a couple of guys. I think the running back room is pretty much set, but you got to do something with Rashard. you got to pay him a little money, or if you're going to keep Washington, you got to pay him a little money. Um, the tight end group is basically you could have the same three tight ends back this year, give or take one of the, an extra body, and the offensive line is going to come back too pretty much intact. So the same offense, and I'm going to get to the quarterback, be patient, the same offense the Raiders trotted out there in 2020, which wasn't the greatest, but again, you're going into year three of John Gruden's system, the same offense they're going to trot out there in 2019 is basically the same offense they're going to trot there in 2020, but you hope and you pray and you wish upon a star that they get more weapons and more receivers for Derek Carr. Oh, I said Derek Carr, sorry. For the quarterback, whoever it may be, in 2020. So this receiver room is going to be, like I said, totally flipped on its head. The running back room should be pretty straightforward. The tight end group should come back. The offensive line group should come back, give or take. And now we get to everybody's favorite, the quarterback. And we talked about it on a pod three weeks ago, and it's my highest-rated pod since because everybody can't get enough of Derek Carr. Will he come back? Will he be the Raider quarterback in 2020? I'll sit here all day long, and people will take shots at me that I'm a Carr defender, and I do think Derek, and I've said it here many times, you surround Derek with weapons a la 2016 with a really good offensive line with a really good Amari Cooper who cares about the game at that, that given moment. Michael Crabtree, other weapons, and you can succeed. But I understand that there's people, and there's a valid argument. You sit there on Wild Card Weekend, and you watch Russell Wilson, and you watch Deshaun Watson making plays and putting their teams on their back, and you understand that the quarterback that is on the Raiders currently has some limitations. So, where do we go? Let's get into the car contract for a little bit because to me it plays a big role in him moving forward 2020 he's got a 19 million dollar base he's got a 21 21 and a half million dollar cap if the raiders moved on from him it's a 5 million dollar dead cap in 2021 he's 19 same thing 19 and a half he's a 22 million dollar cap hit and it's 2.5 dead and then you get to 2022, which is the last year of the deal. It's just a base of almost $20 million. So to me, you're paying right now for the next three years for a middle-of-the-road quarterback. You're paying for a just-outside-the-top-ten quarterback. Here are the quarterbacks that will make more money than Derek Carr moving forward. And obviously, the quarterback money fluctuates yearly, hourly, monthly. Guys are getting new deals all the time. Guys are getting, you know, the guys are getting pay reductions all the time. 
But here's the list of the quarterbacks. Drew Brees, who's also... I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong list. Jared Goff, Ben Roethlisberger, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, Nick Foles, Jacoby Brissett. Derek Carr is 10th on that list. And when you talk about roster building and, pe- and teams talk about roster building and general managers talk about roster building, what do they talk about? They talk about getting a quarterback under control who's not going to break the bank, who's not going to be $40 million against the cap, who's not going to be $35 million like Jared Goff, where you have to cut payroll in other spots because the quarterback's making so much money. So I think this plays a factor in the car logic moving forward because you're paying, and as the quarterbacks, Jameis Winston's going to get a new deal. You know, if you look at the free look at the free agents. I mean, it's pretty unbelievable what's going to take place this summer because there's so much movement and there's so many guys. Here's the list of free agent quarterbacks. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Eli Manning, Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Chase Daniel, Case Keenum, Ryan Tannehill, Dak Prescott. I mean... The, the Philip Rivers, excuse me. There's so many guys out there that are free. It's only going to jack up the price of some of the quarterbacks. You know, Jameis might get franchised and, and have $25 million. The Titans might give Ryan Tannehill, and they probably will give Ryan Tannehill another $150 million contract. Who knows what, you know, Tom Brady, and we'll get into Brady a little bit. A little bit. Brady said he's not giving the Patriots a hometown discount. So... If he's Tom Brady, I'm Tom Brady. I'm walking in that room saying, hey, Jared Goff's making $35 million. I want 40 I want 38 I want 35 I'm Tom Brady. I deserve it. Same thing with Drew Brees. I mean, these guys deserve it. These guys are generational-type quarterbacks. So my point is, all the money is going to keep on going up. Every free agent quarterback that signs or reworks their deal, it's going to push the car contract down. So you have a contract that is manageable for a player who understandably underachieved last year, I get it, underachieved the past couple of years, but you're not paying premium quarterback money. You're not. You're paying just above average for a quarterback. So if your logic is that Carr is just average, he's getting paid like an average quarterback, and it's not breaking the, it's not breaking the bank. It's not holding the Raiders back from going to sign a big-time free agent because all the money's tied up in car. So to me, that's that's a positive for Derek. Let's get into Tom Brady a little bit because the rumors, and I've I've been asked this a couple times already by people in the business, would Tom Brady come to Las Vegas and play for John Gruden? And to me, it's just I can't see a world or any way possible that Tom Brady would do that. And there's a couple things. Tom Brady's 43 years old. Josh McDaniels is not coming to the Las Vegas Raiders. So why would Tom Brady take on the responsibility of coming to a team that's moving cities to Las Vegas? I get it's a sell. I get it. They could pay him whatever. And I get it's Tom Brady. He deserves all the respect in the world. But... He's not coming to a team, in my opinion, that he's got to learn a new playbook. He's known one playbook, one offense, one scheme for a bazillion years. And you're going to tell me he wants the new challenge and he's going to take on the John Gruden playbook? 
which I understand probably has a lot of the same principles as what Bill Belichick does, but he's not, to me, going to take on that undertaking, and maybe he wants that challenge, but to me, it just doesn't line up. And maybe Gruden will, will get all flustered and see Tom Brady and, and think of him in silver and black and, oh, my God, what we could do. But, again, the guy's 43 years old. All right, he wants to play until 45. So you bring him in. It's just, is the roster ready? Is the roster, is, is, it the Patri- is he just going to plug him in and that's the final piece? I don't think so. So, to me, the, the Brady to Vegas, while I understand it's, it's fun to think about, I get it. It's like I said, it's Tom Brady, but to me, that just it doesn't it doesn't add up. So I think cross Tom Brady off the list. You can cross Drew Brees off the list. Eli Manning, he's going to retire. Philip Rivers, he's going to be an Indianapolis Colt, in my opinion. He's going to team up with Frank Reich. So as we sit here today, Philip Rivers, Jameis, like I said, franchise tag back. Ryan Tannehill is going to get a big deal from the Titans. Let's see what happens this weekend. Who knows? They can make a Super Bowl run. You get paid like a top five quarterback. Dak stays with the Cowboys. So we get to the second tier. To me, Teddy Bridgewater is not better than Derek Carr. He's not a better option than Derek Carr. Because Teddy Bridgewater, who came in and did a great job filling in for Drew Brees, is not an upgrade to me. It's just not. And he's not going to take a, a, a cheap deal to come and be a backup to Derek Carr. Unless he wants, you know, he's, he, he played back up to Drew Brees as Drew Brees. He knew that Drew can't play forever. So maybe he signs a long-term deal with the Saints. But to me, signing Teddy Bridgewater is not, uh, you know, an upgrade over Derek Carr. The one name that, that keeps bouncing around in my head is Marcus Mariota. Now, again, a high draft pick. Guy's got ability. He's kind of the anti-Derek Carr in a way because he's so mobile in the pocket, but he holds the ball forever that he takes sacks. After, you know, he just takes so many sacks. And that's why you saw the, the Titan offense really explode onto the scene because you know, the, Tannehill's getting the ball out of his hands. So Mariota, you know, again, high draft pick, can move in the pocket. And I, I think that if he came on a one-year type deal, cheap deal, I think I could see that working for John Gruden. So I think Mariota would be a guy that I, I could see coming in and competing with Derek Carr in 2020. So that's a guy I would keep my eye on. So we go to the draft. And I'm not going to sit here and go through all the prospects. I'm not going to – we don't know. It's January 7th. We have four months to the draft. Senior Bowl's in a couple weeks. Justin Herbert just accepted his invite to the Senior Bowl. You're going to have Jalen Hurts there. You might have Joe Burrow there. There's guys that are going to be there. So it's hard to say. You know, I do think that, you know, would the Raiders have a chance at Tua? Maybe. And it's going to all come down to his medical. It's going to come down to his medical. If teams are scared off by his medical, maybe he starts slipping in the draft. And if he gets to the Raider pick at 13, I think he might have to make it. If you're comfortable as a medical staff, because the guy, again, is another difference maker type quarterback that could elevate his game. So two is a guy that I could see, you know, them making a play at. But I just, you know, the draft is such a crapshoot. You don't know about his health. It's hard to speculate. Another veteran guy, and i sorry, I kind of skipped over him before, but Case Keenum. And I know everyone's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Case Keenum, another veteran journeyman. This is the Gruden way. 
This is what he likes. People keep saying it all the time, and on the next pod, I'll get into it for sure, the Gruden legacy of quarterbacks. He doesn't start rookie quarterbacks. He doesn't play rookie quarterbacks. He doesn't have time in his mind to play rookie quarterbacks, and maybe his thought process has changed, but to me, I just don't think that a rookie quarterback, unless it's a guy like Tua, but again, if you draft a Tua, is he healthy enough to start week one? Maybe not. So here's what I'm kind of getting about in roundabout fashion. We talked about the offense in or out. So as we sit here right now, and I sent a couple tweets out, so I'm going to stand by my tweets. January 7th, 2020, Derek Carr in for 2020 in the, in the, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders. He will be the starting quarterback when they open the season. Whoever it is, he will be the starting quarterback. Now, that's not to say that there's not going to be a rookie on this team, a rookie quarterback. It could be a Tua. It could be a Jalen Hurts. It could be someone like that. It could be a veteran. It could be a Mariota. It could be a Case Keenum. It could be someone like that. I think, and I don't know how Derek would handle this. I've been talking to a bunch of people. I don't know how Derek would handle another quarterback coming in. If it's a Case Keenum, it's a veteran guy, fine. You know, if there's a Tua Tungvaloa on this team, it might shake Derek to his core. And that might be for the good or it might be for the bad. But like I said on one of these episodes a while back, if you have the answer and you don't think Derek Carr is the answer, show me who is. And the draft process is going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. And you hear a lot of rumors. But to me, Carr is going to be the quarterback in 2020. They're going to flip over the wide receiver room. They're going to get a couple new guys in here, whether it's Robbie Anderson, free agency, other guys in free agency, trades, Odell Beckham, C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs. This offense is going to be new. Or, you know, Gruden's going to need some shiny new weapons. And you're going to have Derek Carr going into his third season under John Gruden. And the true, we all thought that 2019 was the make or break year for Carr. It's going to be 2020. That's the make or break year for Derek Carr. Unless the Raiders pull a, a, a magic uh, bunny out of their hat. A <laughs> bunny out of their hat, listen to me. A rabbit out of their hat. And trade their two first round picks for Andrew Luck. Oh, did I say that? Is that possible? Anything's possible in this league. I haven't heard anything. That's not me starting a rumor. I'm just pulling that as I sit here and just throwing it up into the wind. But crazier things have happened in the National Football League. So all options are on the table. As we sit here right now, I don't think there's an option out there that's better than the option you have right now in Derek Carr. So Derek Carr, again, in 2020 for your Las Vegas Raiders. That is in and out for the offense. I did the defense. We're going to have, again, some new and exciting stuff coming down the pike. We're going to have some guests. We're going to have some sound. I'm going to be at the Senior Bowl in a couple weeks. I'm going to be at the Super Bowl in Miami. I'm going to be at the Combine. I'm going to be at the owners' meetings, and I'm going to be at the Vegas. I'm going to be at the draft in Vegas. So I'm going to be out and have my boots to the ground, my ears to the ground, and all these events. So looking forward to chatting. Have a good night, everybody.